faithful. Amen. God is so faithful. And I want to throw that so in there to put emphasis on how does anybody in here know how God, how faithful God is? Has anybody seen his faithfulness in your life? And I want to brag on God and I want to kind of explain um, some things that happened for us to be able to get this building and, and, and throw in some some teaching things of how the Lord kind of made things happen and some principles that will work for you if you're looking for a new job, if you're looking for a place to buy, if you're starting trying to start a business, uh, anything. Any These principles will go with anything that you're asking and kind of some principles that the Lord was continuing to teach me. Um, I, I've got this, uh, I'll, I'll kind of get into that in a second, but um, I've got this thing in my office here that the, the owner of the new building gave me. That he, I was going through his house. He was talking to me a little bit and I, and I saw a little metal thing it said this is not my first rodeo and uh it was I, I was like man I say that all the time he's like you can have it so he just gave it to me so I got it in my office and it's funny though even though it's not my first rodeo every rodeo is different amen every time you do something if you've got some experience in it you'll always face new challenges this will be our sixth building this will be the sixth building that I've moved into in 15 years and uh, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It's not, it's not move. You know, sometimes you move a lot because of bad circumstances. Thank God our moves all these six times have been because of growth. And that's a good thing. Amen. It's much better to move into a bigger place than a smaller place for that purpose. So I, I mentioned last, last week and maybe Wednesday, I don't remember when, that a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of churches are closing down. A lot of churches are in decline. Um, a lot of, of churches are, are, are not gathering, and, and there's many, many reasons, and that's a sad thing in the day that we're living in. We don't want to see churches closing down. We want to see churches opening and churches growing. And uh, to not take it for granted this morning that God is building our church, and we are growing, and that's not something to take for granted. It's a blessing, and it's, it's uh, His mercy and His favor that we are. And so I want to start off in Romans 8.28, and I was, I was trying to pray and ask the Lord for a good uh, verse, a good story to kind of lead into this and kind of take us the, down the road of the last few months, especially um, of how God's been working with us as a church in this move. And uh, as, as Pastor Andrew said, the goal is, and, and most likely the more I've thought about it, is we will be having our first service on the, I believe it's the 14th, what, what, what uh, 6th, 13th. I think the 13th is the second Sunday of August. So it's exactly four Sundays from today um, that we're going to be having our first service and um, in the new building. So, and so God has really, really moved fast, you know, once things began to take place. But most of you know that we've been in this building for now eight years. Interesting thing is, is, is every time we've moved, and I'm almost even looking back to Costa Rica, every time we moved, it was in the month of July. Really interesting. Uh, and if anybody knows what seven means in the Bible, it means completion. It's really interesting. Every time that we've done a move, we've moved in July and, and started in the new building in August, which is new beginnings. Did y'all catch that? Eight is, eight is new beginnings. That's August. And so it's, it's, I, I didn't think about that before, but that's an interesting thing. Do I need to move it up? We good? Um, we won't have that stuff in the new building. Amen. Praise God. And Chris does an awesome job back there. Um, so, um, lost my train of thought for a second. Here in this building for eight years, we've, um, we've always known that there was the possibility of the road being widened and all that stuff. And not when we got in it, but after. But that sign out there that we know was taken down like three weeks ago now, I think, somewhere around there, has always been one of the major reasons that we're in this building it's always been a humongous uh staple so to speak of our church that that you know when we moved in here uh, we would tell people we're over there by jr pockets and smokehouse and as time went on and we had our jesus sign up there uh it, it began people began to no longer talk about jr pockets and smokehouse they'd say it's over there by the big jesus sign not just for coming to church but for anything around here and so God really did an amazing work in that. But we know that when, when this situation happened, it, and, I, and I told you when it happened and how it happened, it was nothing but an attack of the enemy. It was nothing short of an attack of the enemy. But 
the amazing thing about God is how when, when the enemy attacks, I thought of the verse in Genesis 50, 20, where Joseph, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Joseph is thrown in the pit, goes to prison, has all these things happen to him, and at the end of the story, he tells his brothers, hey, you have intended this for evil, but God has worked it out for good. How many know that God's a God of taking lemons and turning it into lemonade? And good lemonade. Does anybody in here like lemonade? He, he makes good lemonade. God is in the business of making good lemonade out of lemons. And, and the devil will throw us those lemons and God says, I'll take those lemons and I'm going to make something beautiful, sweet and, and tasty out of this. And, that, and that's what happened with Joseph. He said, you, you wanted this to be bad, but God has turned this around. And so I felt when that happened, it was a violation. We had just raised the money for it. We had just, you know, sacrificed as a church and came together to put those new banners up and paint that sign and, and, and put new wood on it and put a marquee and all these different things. But I'll never forget the day that we were standing out there putting it up, that I had a something in my... Now, how many, how many know that when you feel something in your spirit, you have to learn to trust it? Yeah. I'm telling you, after 25 years of being saved, it's still a trust thing where you try to make sure you, you, you trust and learn the voice of God. And you question. Now, how many of you have the Lord tell you something and you question it? Let me see your hands. You know it's God, but you question it. Sometimes you're afraid to say it. Sometimes you're afraid to speak it out. And, and, I, and I knew that day I had the weirdest feeling when we were putting that sign up. I felt something in my spirit that that sign was not going to be up very long. Don't, you know, hindsight, you look back on things and they make sense. But that day, I just felt that. But I also felt that God said, but put it up anyways. It was never a don't put it up. It was, it was almost like you're putting it up by a step of faith. You're putting it up and you're making a statement that nothing else matters. And that's what I felt. And so obviously when it was torn down, and if anybody didn't know, it was torn down on a Thursday uh, of the only day of the week that I wasn't here. And I'm always here every day, which I know was a God thing for me not to be here because I don't, I don't know what would have happened. Um, but it was torn down when I wasn't here and got a call. Hey, the sign's gone. And for anybody that's visiting or doesn't know, they didn't just take it down. They destroyed it. They didn't take the banners off for us. They didn't do anything. They just destroyed it. So, so that was a real uh, gut check. But Romans 8, 28, if you'll look at that, most of you know it, says we know that how many things? Some things. Most things. All things. Work together for what? For good. For those who love God. And to those who are called according to his purpose. Now, we understand sometimes that verse can be just absolutely worn out. But God's word can handle the wear out. It just simply is a verse that fits. We have to understand that. And again, this is all personal things you can apply. We're doing this as a corporate story. But, and I've seen this so many times over the years, but you can apply this to your own life. You might be in a situation right now in your life, and I want to thank Pastor Paul, by the way, for giving me that verse. I was struggling. Sometimes you're struggling. You're thinking, you're thinking deep. You're thinking, oh, you know, what's a good story? And he just, he's thinking, what about Romans 8, 28? And I'm like, okay, that's a simple verse. I didn't think of that one. You know what I'm saying? You're trying to try to like look beyond, and, and so I want to thank him for giving me that verse. But you might be going through something right now, might have had something happen, might have had a situation take place, and you're, you're not understanding what's going on. All things work together for good. To those who love God and are called to port according to his purpose. When the story's written, and we're always writing the story, how I many know every day we're writing our story? We won't stop writing our story until we get to heaven. When the story's written, and the sign's torn down, and now we have a building, I'm looking back and I'm realizing and knowing that if, if they would not have torn the, build, the sign down, we would not have a new building. Because even though we were talking about it, we weren't heavily pursuing it. And, and maybe we were looking, which we were, we were all looking, everybody was looking online, everybody was driving around, and I had driven around. But it's almost like, and I, again, Pastor Paul, I talked to him, and I thank God for, for our conversations and having that friend in, in Pastor Jones. And, and, I, and he, he told me, encouraged me the day after I, the sign had came down. And he reminded me of Africa. And when they had put that tent in Kenya. And it flooded. They had just set up, just put it all together. And the a water, of something broke. And it, he came, the, his disciple called him and said, don't come in today. You don't want to be here. And it was almost like what I felt like would have happened if I was here that day when they're tearing the sign down. 
And besides, you know, if I would have gone to jail or not and done something stupid, I would have been real hurt seeing them tear that thing down, right? Says, so don't come in. Their church is two feet in water and the f chairs are floating. That's what they, that was the call Pastor Paul got from the, from the tent in Africa, in Nairobi, which now today we own that land, our own land, and have our own, own building there. Amen. We're building our own building. But he, he reminded me of that, and he said, he said, when that happened, I felt really violated. I felt really bad. But he said, God, is, God does something like an eagle with, the, with, his, with his, I don't know if they're called chicks or eaglets. I guess they're eaglets. He says he stirs up the nest so that the, that, that the eaglets have to jump. He, he takes that nest and moves it or messes it up so they can't keep coming there. So he stirred up the nest with that sign coming down and immediately caused us to have to, by force and by quickness and by seriousness, really say, hey, it's, we've got to go. We've got to get out of here. And, and, and that's when we began to look for our new building. So I want you to know that Romans 8.28 is a powerful verse for us this morning. Amen. So now um, we're moving forward. I want to thank Robert Ayala for calling me. I uh, had looked. It, it, this is a very similar situation to what happened when we moved here. When we were over there, we were looking and looking and looking and not finding anything. And Paul Garza, who's no longer in our church, but he was, started the church with us back then, called me one day and said, hey, there's a building available. And if it wasn't for Paul uh, actually coming in to pull his son out of this club, <laughs> we would have never, his son was in the club at the time and he was going to pick him up. If it wasn't for him being here for that reason, he would have never known that the club was going to go out of business and that they were going to lease it. And we actually found out about this building before the lease sign ever went up. Actually, there never was a lease sign put up. So just like God used Paul, God used Robert and Robert gave me a call one day and he said, hey, there's a building out here. And uh, by the way, if you want to write it down or Google it or whatever, it's, the building's called the Smith Brothers, um, Western Wear. If, if you want to know where it's at, if you Google that, it's, it's, it's there. And one of the cool things about the new building is this was a staple building. This is a building that everybody in the city knew about because it was the Groovy Mule and the Texas Star, and it was a club, and it was a wrestling place. And so you tell people, oh, yeah, well, God's moving us from one staple. You know, the Bible says from glory to glory. We're moving from one staple to another staple. That's a 38-year-old Western Wear store. Not always been at that building, but it's a, it's a, they're a very, very well-known family in the city, and everybody knows where the Smith Brothers building is. And so uh, you can Google it, and we'll be using that not just for, uh, for uh, if you know, can't find VWO there because it's not there yet. You just tell people Smith Brothers building. So I thought that was really cool. But I get out there. Robert calls me. I get out there, and I looked at it, and I pulled up into the parking lot, and I honestly looked at it from the front. And I just said, I just, no, this isn't it. I had no, no feeling for it. Uh, to me, it didn't look big enough. Um, I, in my mind, was thinking of the Taj Mahal. You know, I was thinking of a, of a sports complex. I was, I don't know, I don't know what I was looking for, but it wasn't big enough to me. It just, just, how many know it's not always love at first sight? Right? So I, I just, I even called the guy, and, which his name is Jimmy Smith. He's the owner. And, and, and I said, you know, I'm looking at your building, and I said, but I was even telling him on the phone, I'm like, you know what, but this isn't the right building, it's not big enough, and kind of talked myself out of the conversation. And he's like, well, you know, do you, do you, what are you looking for? And I kind of told him, what are you paying, all that stuff. And so he's, I'll, I'll look around, I'll ask some friends, and I left. And I think that was a Monday. Well, the next day, me and Carlo were out driving around, and, and it might have been a Saturday. We were driving around on a Monday on my day off, and, we, and I said, let's just go by there and look at that building again. So we went out there the second time, and the second time I went out there, there, there was a feeling. It was like different than the first time. So I'm going to call and see what he's asking for, you know, how much rent he's asking, how big it is and all that, and get some details. Well, he says, Where, are you here? And I said, yeah. And so he's in the back. Our, our future property, or now our property now, is on 20 acres of land. And we have I, I'm probably two acres. What do you think? That's probably about just at least two acres. Can anybody get excited about that? At least two acres. I don't, I, don't even, I don't even know if we have a quarter of an acre here. I don't know what we have. Nothing outside the walls, that's for sure. But over there, we're on at least two acres. And you don't walk out of, our, out of our future building and see ugly buildings. You walk out of our future building and see beautiful landscape. Because we're not in this street. Now, I'm thankful for this building. Don't ever think. I've, God knows. I've walked these aisles in prayer and thank God every day for this building. So I'm not... Not dismissing that, but I'm telling you it's beautiful. So 
he's on 20 acres, and he says, come around the back, and I'll open up. And so he opened up the door, he took us inside, and we began to look around, and I just began to fall in love with it. And you'll fall in love with it too. And so immediately I began to sense in my spirit, this is the place. I felt that. Then you got to deal with your feelings. Then you got to deal with your emotions. Then you got to make sure that you're not getting attached to it because it's nice or because it's, but, you know, all the things. And by the way, it's right off the freeway. So we thought we were good on 377. Now we're on I-35. Can somebody get excited about that? We're on the freeway. Let me just throw out something in case there's anybody that don't understand real estate. There's no better location than on the freeway. You can't get better than that. They say location, location, location. We're on the freeway. Amen. It's a miracle. And so, so God, God, God began to put it in my spirit, in my heart. And so I want to give you some principles of what he began to show me. Obviously, I already gave you Romans 8, 28, Genesis 50, 20, what God, you know, with the sign, what the enemy meant for evil, God used for good. The first one I want you to write down is persistence. I want you to write down the word persistence. Now, remember, you can use this in your life for getting a new job, Pursuing and praying for a, a future spouse, for starting a business, for buying a house, whatever. Whatever these things are that you're looking for in your life that you're doing, these are, these are principles that you can use. Let's go to Luke chapter 11, if you would. Give me an amen when you get there. And give me an amen when you get to verse 5. I'm going to read a few parables this morning. And again, these are things that the Lord was teaching me during this last month or so, three weeks or four weeks, as we pursued this next situation. As you're getting there, understand this morning that when, we, when, when you move as a church, there's always going to be, say always, always going to be somebody closer. There's always going to be somebody further. Can't get away from that. And so understand that. There's some people who have been driving far, and going to have to drive further. There's some people who have been driving far and are now going to drive closer. Everybody's going to have a different situation, but one great blessing about this new building is it's all freeway. Straight freeway. My, my, I am one of the furthers, by the way, and uh, it takes me exactly five minutes longer to get to church than before. So it's all freeway. Amen? Same, same way. Just keep going. So, um, and, and as we're getting there to this place, I, I don't want to forget things. Um, what God is doing. Now, we know, we know Jesus can come back today. We know we're, we're, we're the Lord, we're, we're looking for his return soon. But the Bible says, occupy till he comes. If we're here for another 10 years, God is going to do amazing things in our church. Amen. And he's moving us in a direction that is so amazing because here's why. We're going north. But over there on 380, where Razor Ranch is, is in, it really is now and is going to continue to be the epicenter of Denton, Texas. All of, all of growth is, and we've got people in our church that work in that area of different things. All growth is going north. And all, you know, Razor Ranch is huge. They're building new things out there right off 380 and 35. Um, and, and so it's, it's, we are moving ahead of the game, so to speak. Uh, location-wise, we're not going backwards, we're going forwards. We're not going to a, a worse location, we're going to a better location. Not only is it a better building, it's a better location. And we're moving forward ahead of the growth. Ten years down the road, we will be in the middle, right in the middle of everything, amen? And that's what's awesome. That's what's amazing. And not even ten years probably, I'm just throwing that out. Because the growth is just, you, you drive out there, they're building a humongous Embassy Suites hotel. That big, big, big hotel. They just built a whole bunch of hotels on both sides north of 380. And so if, when they build hotels, it's because they're anticipating growth. And Embassy Suites has probably 500 rooms. I mean, it's a big, I thought it was a hospital when they started building it. So, amen, ready for a conference, exactly. God's got all that worked out. So I want you to understand that these, these are good things. These are not bad transitions. These are good transitions, okay? Luke eleven five. 5, if you're there, this is one of the things I began to feel in my spirit with this man, with this owner, and I'll tell you a little about, about him in a minute. But it says, that as, he, as he said to them, verse 5 of Luke 11, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves? For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey, and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, don't trouble me, the door is shut. My children are in bed with me, and I can't rise and give to you. 
I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of, and I want you to underline this, because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Now I want you to underline that whole part there. Because of his persistence, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. And then we go on to see in verse 9, I say to you, ask, and it what? Will be shall or will be given to you. Seek and you will find knock and it will be opened to you. Now, how many know the word squatter? I want to tell you that when I found this building, I became a squatter. That, that's me. I began to possess this building before we ever got it. I, I began to and my family knows I began to go out. I, lo, I no longer wanted to be here. I wanted to be out there. And so I began to go out there every day. And I would call the owner and say, hey, I'm at the building again. Can I go inside? I knew where the key was. I knew where he hit it. And it got to a place after a while where I, when I began to call him, he'd say, don't worry about calling me no more. Just get the key. But I still did it out of respect and order and called him every time. But I was being persistent. And I was saying, you know, I, I, this is ours. I believe this is ours. And I, this, I know this is God. And and that's why my dad couldn't sleep, because we would drive out there and we'd look at it again and we'd pray about it again and it just continued. You know, when, when something's God, let me give you another pointer. When something's God, you don't have to pursue it. It pursues you. When you begin to know God is in something, he pursues it for you and you can't let it go. You know, I tried to disconnect myself. Maybe this isn't it, but whatever. But the more I continued to pray, the more I felt like God was saying, continue to be persistent. And just because the situation was, just so you understand, is he had a prior person, a company, a big company, talking to him, a company that's been around a long time. I don't know what company it is, but I know it was a company that was already three or four weeks ahead of us wanting the building. They had already come in and done all kinds of measuring, done all kinds of things. And so it was a battle because he was torn, this man, Jimmy Smith, which, which you'll, you'll all meet, promise you, I promise you, you'll all meet him. He was torn between, uh, wow, a church or, you know, another business. And so uh, I had to continue to be persistent and be in his face and tell him that, you know, we want this building so that I, and I kept knocking and knocking and knocking. But you know what, for, for a long time, for several days and, and even over, over a week's span, I, I wasn't getting like I felt like the persistence was working. He was not being rude or anything. But every time I felt like I was saying the right thing or doing the right thing, it was like uh, I couldn't get an answer. I could not tie him down. I knew time was running on. I knew that we needed to get a decision made. And, and then I'd be like, well, maybe, maybe this isn't what God has for us. God has something better. So people kept telling me, God's got something better. And I'm like, how? That's what I kept thinking. How? I'm How? How could he have something better? And I know he can, but I just felt like this was the better. Amen. And he kept telling me that people kept telling me that. And I kept thinking now, I don't want to be in the middle of the city right now. I, I want to be out. There's a pretty view. I don't, you know, that's what I kept thinking. I kept trying to think of all the didn't. Me and my dad were driving around at prior buildings we looked at. And I was like, nah, that's not as nice. You know, so, so that was the battle going on. Number two, faith. Obvious one. The just shall live by faith. Amen. Romans 1.17 says it is the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. That means we got to express faith and then express faith again and then express faith again and never stop expressing faith. And it says that as, as is written, the just shall live by what? Faith. So about, what's the date today? 16th? About 10 days ago, Brenda's always been my, my big help on the real estate, and Paul with helped me do legal things on, and always negotiate, and I appreciate that so much. I called her and said, we gotta, we got we to we start working on this building here, getting out of it, and she says, send him an email. And so 10 days ago, uh, what, wait, what was uh, Thursday? Thursday was the 14th, 13th. Thursday the 13th was the actual date that we got a yes, but seven days before, I sent an email to our landlord and said, we're done. We're out. That's faith. You know, that, that, how many understand that's faith? We're putting a 30-day notice with nowhere to go. We don't have anything signed. We don't have anything done. 
but we're moving. That's faith. I mean, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that's faith. You just have to say, you know what, we're going we're gonna to send an email. And, and, and if, if it's not that place, then I don't know where it's going to be, but we're not going to be here. <laughs> we're, we're leaving. And so that was the 6th of August or July. And so uh, as time began to go on, that it was already done and, and had happened. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that went on, but I kept going out there and I kept talking to him. The crazy thing was, was it Tuesday, Dad, that, that he came in with us? I think Tuesday. So, so I've been over there every day, and, and Tuesday he calls me and, or comes by the building, and we're in there just walking around. Like I said, it's really weird. It wasn't our building, but I was in there every day, and I had a key, and I'm walking around. I was squatting. Amen. I was being a squatter. Does anybody not know what a squatter means? It means if you stay someplace long enough, they kind of have to give it to you. You just, you, just, you just squat and say, this is mine. And sometimes in a rental, if you, you can squat, they're wanting you to leave, and you say, no, I'm not leaving, and then there's a whole big battle. <laughs> That's not the good one, right? <laughs> That's the bad one, right? So, so I was squatting, and I'm in there, and one day he, he walks in, Jimmy Smith, and he says, all right, let's go through the building. What do you want to do? And he's, so I start walking him through, and I'm like, we want to do this here. And we spend a half an hour maybe. And, and the crazy thing is, as we're talking about walls and this and that, he's saying, well, yeah, we could do this here, and we could do that there. And he, he's starting to get excited with me. We can do this here. We can do that there. But he's saying we. He's not saying you. He's saying we. Because this is his baby. This is his family business. This is his building. His dad's passed away. His brother's out of the picture. And this is his land and his building. And he's, he's taking ownership of this thing. So that got us really excited, and we thought, he's going to, right now, he's going to tell us yes, and guess what? He didn't. He walked away. Hey, Jimmy, can we get this done? He came over to me with this, um, this booklet that was like a Denton, I don't know, some kind of ad thing, you know, and he says, look, he goes, look, this is how this guy is. He goes, look, there's this, this thing, there's churches in here. You can put your church in here. And I said, Jimmy, I need an address. I don't know what address to put in there, Jimmy. So I told him, he just laughed. But I'm trying to tie the guy down. I said, I can't, I can't get in there, Jimmy. I don't have an address to go to. You know, that's faith. Speaking by faith. Because I'm burning the bridges behind me. 1131 Fort Worth Drive has been a great building, but it's, it's in the past now. I don't have a building to go back to. Amen? you got to just burn those bridges behind and leave nothing to go back to. So I said, we don't have anything here, you know. And so kept trying to tie him down. Said, can we get this done? Uh, you know. And he says, Lord's working on me. That's what he kept saying. Every time I'd ask, Lord's working on me. Lord's working on me. So he's battling between us being a church coming in and wanting us to be a church and come in and this other people who's been there and he's battling and battling. And I'm thinking, God, you know, what are you going to do? So we thought that was the day. So we, we move on a little bit in the situation. And uh, I'm, i, I got to think of my next thought. So we move on in the situation. And the Thursday morning, or might have been, no, Wednesday, I'm up here praying. And I'm walking around, and I'm praying, and I don't want to be here. I want to be out there, but I'm like, just pray here. And remember speaking it into existence? Remember how we talking about tell the, speak to the mountain? God says, get your tool bag, and get your buckets, take a few chairs, and take them out to that building. That's faith. I'm going to take my tool bag out there by faith that I'm going to have this building to work on. That's what he said, take your tool bag out there. So I went out there Wednesday morning. I, got, I went over where the key was, grabbed it like I owned the place, opened the door, walked in, and sat my tool bag right in the hallway where he has to walk in and see it when he walks in the building. I sat right there. So he would know there's, build, there's a bag there. He knew that I'm the only one looking at these other people out of town. You have to do steps of faith. The just shall live by faith. Okay? So then I want to talk in closing about God's faithfulness. I got number one is persistence. Number two is you got to have faith. And the third is then you got to thank God for his faithfulness. God is so faithful. When you do right for God and you sow seeds and, you, and you, you live your life the way God wants you to live, he takes good books. He writes good books, amen. He, he remembers everything. And I want to tell you that we as a church, whether you've been here for, listen, we're all in this together. Jesus gave the parable that the ones that come in at nine are just as equal as the ones that come in at five. 
whether you've been here for a few weeks or you've been here for eight years, we're all in this together. And God has seen the faithfulness of Victory World Outreach, Denton, Texas. He has seen our, our, our faithfulness with this building. We've taken this building that it is not pretty inside and not pretty outside and done the very best we can to make it look pretty. We've cleaned it. We've waxed it. We've painted it. The, uh, the owners of the building were very impressed with what we've done with the building. But when you do those things, God sees it. And he says, when you're faithful in the little, uh, you'll be given much. Amen. You'll, 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 I'll see those little things and I'll give you more. So I want you to go to Matthew 25 to close. And then I've got a really neat story to tell you. Matthew 25. As you're getting there, this is how God is being faithful to us. And, and, and you just won't understand it until you see the place. And you won't understand it until you meet Jimmy Smith. Had some really, and you know I get a little emotional. Had some really bad landlords over the years. Hard landlords, not given an inch. Just money, money, money driven. Tough. So to have this new landlord, it just makes me want to cry. Because he is just an amazing man. Now some of you might have seen him last week. Because he poked in here. Most of you wouldn't know. He came last Sunday morning at 9.15. Showed up. He was walking around with me. And he's an angel, I'm telling you. I'm telling you he's an angel. Sent from God. And he's honestly one of the nicest men I've ever met in my life. And with, a, with a heart of gold. And how, how, many, how many Catholics do I have here? Ex-Catholics, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Good answer. Way to go. Way to go. Good job. They're like, what do I say? <laughs> Some of you are like, how many used to go to the Catholic church? Let me see. Okay. Quite a few, right? Well, in Spanish, we have this saying, católico no practicante. It means Catholic, but not practicing. How many know there's a lot of Christians like that? It means they say they're Christians, but they don't go to church and they don't, you know. I, I think that, uh, that he might be a Catholico no practicante. He might be a non-practicing Christian, meaning I don't know how often he goes to church, but he loves God. He loves God, and he has an amazing heart. And I believe that he's going to be a member of our church. I believe he's going to come in and, and be a part. So the greatness of, of this, this man being so, so amazing and nice of, of everything is, is just a blessing. But every, it, what happened is, is, is I, got, I began to build a relationship with this guy. And, and I got to where we, I, I took him to breakfast a couple times. This was part of the persistence and the faith. But took him to breakfast a couple times. And we were negotiating and working on numbers and the contract and stuff. And, and, I, and I felt the Holy Spirit telling me, don't worry about talking about the numbers. Talk about his life. So I've spent about 90% of the conversations just getting to know each other. Not showing, showing him that it wasn't all about business, but just getting to know each other. Everybody knows the guy in, in town. We'd go to Cracker Barrel or went to Cartwrights, went to those two places. People come, hey, Jimmy, he knows everybody. Knows everybody. Everybody knows him. Haven't heard anything but good about this man from everybody I've talked to. Uh, even even uh, Julie and, and Jesse met him a few months back, right out, out, at, the, out at the art gallery, right? And so, so anyways, I'm saying this for a reason because God, you know, it's funny when I was praying, you know, a lot of times when you pray, you say, Lord, let's pray that, that you touch Pharaoh's heart. Right? How many, how many have we said that before? We, Lord, touch his hard heart. But this was so different because we weren't praying for God to touch someone's hard heart. We we're praying for someone to touch someone whose heart was soft already. So it was like a totally different prayer. It's like there's nowhere in the Bible where it says pray for their heart to be softer. You know, it's like I don't really know. I don't really know how I'm supposed to pray for this guy. But other than the fact that I told him one day out there at the ranch who were sitting in his car or mine, and I, said, and I was about to leave, and I said, Jimmy, if we don't get this building, I want to be your friend. I just said, I want to be your friend. You know, it was beyond the building. I want to be your friend. This, you just meet, how many have ever met someone like that that just, you don't care if it works out the way you're trying to work things out. You just, he's just a genuine guy that, that, that loves people. So we get to Matthew 25, verse 14, and it says, actually, I don't want to read 14. I want to read, um, I'm at 24. I knew that was wrong. 25, 14. The kingdom of heaven, how many are there? 25, 14. The kingdom of heaven 
is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. And when he, when he who had received five talents went and traded with them, made another five talents. And likewise, he who had received two gained two more also. But he who had received one went and dug it in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five came and brought the other five talents and said, Lord, you've delivered me five. Look, I've gained five more besides them. His Lord said, look at this, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Now, the next one says the same thing. I'm not focusing this morning on the last one. We're not focusing on the negative of the ones who don't. But I want you to see that when you do right and when you uh, go the, the path God wants you to, there comes a day when you begin to see the fruit of the labor that you've been doing. And, and I really feel like God is doing such an amazing blessing of us for the faithfulness that we've had because we have been faithful. And again, I am not de degrading this building, but everybody look up. Just look up. Isn't that beautiful? That black, that black ceiling? No. But we've been faithful in this building with that ugly black ceiling. Well, in this new building, we don't have to look up to an ugly black ceiling anymore. It's beautiful. You're going to be excited. I hope you're going to be excited to praise God in this new building. But it's beautiful. And it's rustic. And I want to tell you something. For me personally, just to throw out, you don't have to care or not. But for me personally, it's my absolute favorite decoration. Now, you see me dressed in Nikes and Jordans and basketball shoes. But I'm a cowboy inside somehow. I don't even know how. I don't have no idea. If there was other lives, I was, I was around with John Wayne, I'm telling you. I'm not even talking about riding a horse or shooting a gun. But there's like this, I just love the whole, I would always say if I could go back for one week, I'd go to a, that time. And I would live in the ranch and I would, you know, I don't know. I can't explain it, okay? It has nothing to do with the pink room I was born in, you know, obviously. I don't know where it came from. I don't know. It's weird. So some people say I have a, a, a feminine side on, you know, dressing it or not dressing, looking at clothes. Not dressing. I said that wrong. Looking at clothes. I like to shop. I like that kind of stuff. That came from the pink or purple room that I was born in. They thought I was going to be a girl. But I am no girl. Amen. I'm all guy, and I think that's where the cowboy came from. That's what it was. I'm like, no, I am not a girl. I'm a cowboy. <laughs> Amen. Cowboys fan and everything. Amen. So it's rustic, and it's beautiful, and began to go through the building and look at these different things. Now, the clothes, I got one little story. We have the building, and we, I just want to give you a quick detail that's, that's amazing. We met yesterday here with the uh, prior owners, and we're going to get our deposit back, which is, a, which is a blessing. Amen. Sometimes that can be a real problem. Amen. We met with them, and they're, they're going to give us the full deposit back, and uh, so that's a blessing. But the real blessing is uh, when I finally got this guy tied down, uh, I want to share that as well with the vision of the church. Um, we, we were, we were, I was trying to stay, and this is kind of crazy when I, think the more, when I talk about it. We are trying to stay paying what we're paying here which is, in the flesh, it makes sense. But it's, it's not worth what we're paying here. It's worth way more, and it's worth what he's asking. And so we got to the place where I had been kind of lowballing him, so to speak, you know, and I didn't, wasn't giving him what he was asking, and I felt, again, one day the Lord say, don't do that, I'll give him what he's asking. So I said, we're going to pay you what you're asking. And that turned something in his heart. Because come to find out, the other people that were trying to get in the building were lowballing them worse than us. And they were a business. And so I think that he was like, not only was he being torn, he was being offended. Because the building is worth beyond what he's asking. So the day that he came in on, on a Thursday, he finally called me. I was, I, I was here. I had gone to eat lunch with Pastor Dylan, and he had come up to see the building. 
I had gotten back, I would called him while I was there, and I really wanted him to meet Pastor Dylan. I really wanted Pastor Dylan to just tell his testimony and share what God had done with him. I was like, man, he always answers, too. He almost always answers the phone. So he didn't. So we're coming back, and we're like, you know, five minutes from here, and he calls me back. And I, and I said, man, we just missed you. I really wanted you to meet the, our, our other pastor. And he's like, okay, no problem. And I said, well, I said, she's coming back out here. And I said, yeah, I'll be back out there later. She's so used to me coming out there. So I get here, and I'm in the office, and I'm just kind of doing some studying, some praying, and, and then all of a sudden he calls me, and he's like, hey, and he doesn't usually call me unless I've called him. He's like, hey, I thought you were coming back out here. So I jumped up, and I'm like, I'm on the freeway. <laughs> I just felt something. I'm like, I'm on the freeway, and I was here. <laughs> so I drove out there real fast, and I get out there, and I get out there, and he says, hey, come over to the RV place. There's, he's got several businesses on his big old land. There's an RV place. And it's kind of funny because he, he, he says, come over here and I want you to meet this guy who's the owner of the RV place. So what he was doing was he was introducing me little by little to all his renters. And he was kind of, this is the kind of guy he is. He was kind of making sure that the people who pay him money, I know it sounds weird, are okay with the church being there. He doesn't have to do that, but he just has such a good heart that he doesn't want to have the people around him mad at him and all that. And so he's kind of testing him out. So I get in there to meet this guy. Uh, Harold Crandall. He's Crandall's RV down there. Older guy in his 60s maybe. And uh, he, I walk in, he shakes my hand real big. He says, come on, sit down. And we just start talking, you know, and having conversation. And then Jimmy leaves, gets a call and leaves. And Harold says, we've been praying that God would touch Jimmy's heart to let you be in this building. He's a believer. And then... They introduced me, he's Jimmy's still gone. They introduced me to this other guy. He's 82 from New York, from Queens. Crazy dude, who's an atheist. But he said, he said, I've been telling Jimmy, he didn't let you have this. He's an atheist. I've been telling, he's always with Jimmy. He always drives around with him. I've seen him a bunch of times. I've been telling Jimmy, he didn't need to let you guys put a church here. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? It don't make no sense. He's got these guys telling him, let, let him put that church there. And so it was almost like that was the approval he needed. So then we went back over, sat down. He said, let's do this. Now, here's the amazing thing. You never, ever, ever, say never, ever, ever, get to go in a building without a deposit. Ever. He's not asking for a deposit. No deposit. That's unheard of. You know, this is really coming into this Matthew 25 where he gives you, where he gives you the desires of your heart, where he gives back with the faithfulness. Not only is he not giving deposit, he sits there and says, okay, when do you want to move? And I said, you know, I'd really like to be in by the 1st of August, but really it's probably going to be the second week. He says, you guys can have August free, and you don't have to pay me till September. You can start moving in right now. You can start working right now. So a whole month free of rent and no deposit. Isn't that a miracle? And then I could spend a lot of time on this, but I'll throw this, just this little nugget out. He says, as he's been out there, he, he has so much stuff. <laughs> Lots of stuff. And everywhere we go now, now it's like he was already excited, but now this is his church. I'm going to have to make him like assistant pastor or something. This is like his church. <laughs> I'm serious. He's going to be the cowboy church leader because it's his. It's like... We're doing this, and let's do that, and I've got this, and let's put this there, and let's make that ramp. And he's just, I mean, I can't explain how excited this guy is. He is not more excited than me, but as excited as me. And, and so he says, let's get this done. And it's amazing, amen? And uh, so finally, um, I want to tell this last story as the musicians come. You can come forward. Don't tune me out. This is amazing. How many know that the little things that God does are sometimes bigger than the big things. The little, little, little tiny things. So I'm out there with, with Pastor Dylan, and, and, and uh, their baby's three weeks old. For anybody that doesn't know the story, I know we got some new people, visitors, new people to the church. Pastor Dylan, we sent out of here to Carrollton, I think two years ago, around this time. Um, be crazy if it was July or August. I don't remember when it was. And so they were not, they'd been married eight years, and they were told they would never have a baby. Well, she obviously got pregnant and had the baby, and it's three weeks old, beautiful. 
And so that day, I said, I said on that Thursday that we got the, the permission, I said, hey, come out here and go see this building with me. And by the way, I, I can't believe it. I went to his birthday party last night. I totally forgot to tell him we got the building. I did. I totally forgot to tell him. And he actually went out. He was like shocked. And um, I asked, I was like, Ashley, when are you going to go see the new building? She's like, I'm like, he didn't tell you? He's like, you didn't tell me. <laughs> I got so caught up in everything, I forgot to call Pastor Dylan back and tell him about the building. So we're going, we're going, he comes out and he brings Imani. And it's the first time out the house without Ashley. And he's a good dad. He did good. He brought the bag and nice stroller and everything. And he's putting her in there and he's doing all this stuff. And so we went and grabbed some lunch and we went out there to the building. And he, he, he of course, you know Pastor Dylan. He was just, this is ours. This is it. This is the, you know, he's just prophesying and everything. So I had a great time out there. So we get back here. Imani sleeps all the time except at night. She sleeps all day and she stays up at night, said. But she just, the whole time we were, she never made a peep. She just laid there, slept, nice and peaceful. So we get back here and I pull up to the, to the church and he goes and turns his truck on and he, uh, he says, I'm going to put the stuff over while, while the baby stays here in the air conditioning. So he puts Imani in the front seat with me. And so he's taking the seat over there and all that. So I'm just, I'm just talking to her and she's asleep though. But I'm like, I'm like grabbing her little tiny toes and I'm touching her little fingers. And I'm just saying, God, thank you so much for this little miracle. You know, I'm just thanking God. And, and all of a sudden, I said, God, if we're supposed to have this building, smile at me. Immediately, that baby went with the biggest smile for about 10 seconds. She just smiled. She hadn't smiled all day long. Babies don't know what the word smile means. Okay? You don't, they don't know what that means. But God heard me. And the Bible says, out of the mouth of babes. And that little girl smiled, and I knew at that moment the building was ours. And guess what? One hour later, he called me. One hour later, I was on my way out there to, to make it done. Tell me God's not good. Isn't God faithful? He's faithful this morning. Let's stand this morning. Father, we thank you so much. First and foremost, for this building everything that, that's been done in this place, all the souls that have come forward to this altar, all the lives that have been changed, all the weddings, all the healings. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you for having your hand on our lives as a church, as a body, as a people. Thank you, God, for seeing the little things, seeing the little details, and, and, and knowing the hairs that are on our heads, knowing the desires that are in our hearts. I pray this morning, God, for outside of our building for a moment, for all the things and desires and needs that, you, that this body of believers has this morning, that you'd meet them, that you would give them the desires of their hearts that you would show them how faithful you are and, and God don't let us get so busy that we miss the little things the little signs of how faithful you are how good you are how merciful you are how on time you are you're never early God but you're always on time and Lord we stood in here just two weeks ago today and had no building, had no direction. And two weeks later, we have an amazing building on over two acres of land with an amazing landlord and amazing things to come. And I know that we haven't scratched the surface on what you're going to do in this place, on the new place, Father. Thank you for meeting our needs. Thank you for showing your faithfulness. Thank you for healing Thank you for delivering this morning. Thank you for all the things you've done and all the things you're going to do. If you're here this morning, how many could say, I don't know Jesus this morning as my Lord and my Savior? If I died today, I don't know where I'd spend eternity, but I want to know. I, wanna, I want Jesus to come into my life. I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. 
How many would say, Pastor, would you pray for me? Just put your hand up and I'll pray for you this morning. We'll say the sinner's prayer. and Jesus will come in and change your life. I need that today. Maybe you're here and you're struggling. Your, your faith is low. You're angry. You're upset. You're, you're battling something. Remember, all things work together for good. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. You might be going through something right now. Maybe, maybe in your life, in your marriage, in your finances, maybe that sign's just been torn down in your life. Maybe something horrible has just happened. Maybe something's going on you don't understand. Maybe you're facing a, a mountain that seems insurmountable this morning. I want you to know God is faithful. He is faithful. He is faithful. And he sees your heart, he sees your needs, he sees your desires, and he loves you more than you think he loves you. I told that 82-year-old man, he said, I don't know if there's a God. I said, there's a God and he loves you. He says, well, I think some days maybe he, I said, no, he loves you every day. And there's nothing you can do that'll stop him from loving you. Even if you don't love him, he'll love you. God loves you this morning. And he has a purpose for your life. And he wants to do great things through you and for you. And all he wants you to do is give him your heart. All he wants you to do is give him lordship of your life and say, Lord, can you use me today? Can you come in and take control? And I just want to remind you, I got to say this again. If you're facing something today in your life, all things work together for good. I promise. It might not make sense right now. It, 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 you can't grasp why. But again, in this story for us today, if that sign doesn't get torn down, we don't get a new building because we don't find that one. It was the timing. You've got to understand that God can make lemonade out of lemons. Trust that today. Trust that today. As we begin to sing, one thing you can do is you can come to the altar and you can just thank him for his faithfulness. But if you're facing a mountain this morning, we've been talking about this the last few weeks, speak to that mountain. Don't speak about it. Don't tell that problem how big it is. Tell that problem it has, to, it has to be moved. If you're believing for something you can't see this morning, speak it into existence. Speak it that's not as though it were. If you need a miracle in your body, understand that Jesus shed his blood on the cross for your healing. If you need a miracle in your marriage, understand that God's a restorer of marriages. If you need a better job, understand that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he's faithful. And I want you to know as we begin to sing this morning, begin to open this altar, begin to spend a few, it's early, begin to spend a few time, moments at the altar. There's nothing greater this morning that you can have than a thankful heart. A thankful heart. A heart that says, God, I am just thankful for, for your goodness. Let everything else be stripped away. He's still good. He's still God. And he is able this morning. Let's sing a song this morning as we begin to sing. I'll pray with you. I'll agree with you today. The altars are open. Find a place and just talk to God this morning.